This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan, my trusty old pony. Come on, Dan, let's go. Got to get up. Got to get a getting. We're bringing you these studies now. Have been for quite a while on the home, on our homes, the home, the natural. We all have a home. And, And what the Lord has to say about it. And we've looked at several things there already that man is the head of the home. The Lord Jesus Christ is the head of man. But man is the head of the home. We're honing in on that because so many of our men have abdicated their place, have given their place in the home up, and they let the wife run the home. But the wife is to be in subjection to the man. And that's just as plain as the nose on your face. In the Bible, that's what it says. But we, we saw those responsibilities of the parents. And now we just touched on this in our last study, but we're looking at the responsibility of the children. And we find these words now in uh, over there in Ephesians 6, 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long upon the earth. Now in Colossians 3, 20, we find these words. Children, Obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Then in Exodus 20, we find this verse. Honor thy father and thy mother, and that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now those are very simple but but pungent words there. The Lord, It's not hard to understand, is it? Children, obey your parents. Children, obey your parents. Children, obey thy father and mother. That's just plain as a nose on your face. But we see from these scriptures that God is uh, enjoins or admonishes every child to bow in submission and obedience unto his parents. Now, let's go back. Look at the order of God's government in the home. Christ is the head of man. Man is the head of woman. Parents are the head of the children. This is God's order. It's not the old trailblazer's order. I didn't, I didn't come up with these things just to sound off. No, this is God's order, and uh, it's the rule of authority. If the home is built around God's government, you'll have a home worth living in. Satan has perverted the whole government of the average home. You'll find the children in disobedience to their parents. You'll find the wife disobedient to her husband. You'll find the husband in disobedience to the lordship of Christ. This is Satan's masterpiece, my friend. You say, oh, Satan, yes, he does. He, he has his control over the average home. Now, let's go, let's go ahead and look. The only hope of restoration is the grace of God. Is it too late to restore the home? No, no. We've seen homes that were literally wrecked and ruined. And as if I've pleaded with folks and they say, well, it's just too late. It's not a question of being too late. It's a question of the man bowing in submission being obedient unto the Lord as his all-sufficient Savior. Then the God of heaven, according to his word and by his grace, through the power of the Holy Spirit, would work a transformation in that home and build it on a rock, Christ, and the eternal word of God. Now, my friend, I know I know, folks call me old fogey-eyed fool often a lot, old crackpot, but I'm, I'm just getting down where you and I live. What's the condition in your home? Does your children obey? Do they obey you, Mom and Dad? Do they obey you? I tell you, oftentimes you can't let a child, boy or girl, get up to be 12, 14 years old 
and then try to tell him what to do. He'll tell you where to go. He'll tell you where to head in in a minute. If you never take that voice of authority when they're little, little as three, four years old, you start. But my friend, if you do that, they won't depart from that. They'll never get away from it. I know this is one thing. I have to be true to your soul. I have to be true to your soul. I'm true to your soul day by day by the grace of God. I have to come here into my audience and tell folks what the Lord says. And I'll, I'll just go back and mention when the Lord called me here in this ministry, he gave me this verse of scripture over there. It says, uh, preach the gospel. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove and rebuke with all long suffering." So I have to stand behind my pulpit every Sunday, Wednesday night, Sunday night, and wherever I'm preaching, I have to be true to your soul. I can't compromise God's word. It says to reprove and to rebuke. What does that mean? It means to teach our our people how to how to live. If you're living in sin, it's to rebuke you. And I have folks I know living in sin, shacking up, living in adultery. I have to call their name. I have to call their attention to it. I have to call their their, their number and oftentimes call their name if if they just determine not to do anything else. And I know I know I have to do that. I was talking to a friend of mine, a pastor in New Orleans, and he told me that he had a man uh, on his uh, pulpit committee or whatever committee it was, some kind of committee, and he found out the man was was not married. He was living with a woman, not married. And he called him up on the pulpit and, and exposed him right there in front of the audience. And uh, some folks said, well, that's cruel. No, that's what the Bible says to do. But we have a bunch of mealy-mouthed, silk handkerchief preachers today that wouldn't offend anybody if they could help it. They won't offend you with the gospel. They won't offend you with the truth. They want to let things slide, just keep going day by day. And that's the way it is with our preachers today. Many of them are not honing down on how to raise your family. Does your pastor ever mention how to raise your family? Does he ever quote these verses and, and lay it on your heart to make your children mine? Oh, my friend, because nobody wants unruly children. I told you, I saw that sign on a, on, a, on a business place one day, no children or dogs allowed. That's almost make me rings my heart out. No children and dogs allowed. Well, it's because they won't behave. Every now and then we have one comes in here in the bookstore, a woman with a little old two or three, four-year-old child, and they turn them loose, and they just almost destroy everything that's in the bookstore. But my friend... It's my place to rebuke that. It's my place to say, hey, 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 wait a minute, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. And, and if folks get mad, they just have to get mad. And it's the same way uh, in the home. You have to make those children obey. You have to teach them. Teach them to obey. But listen, I face this fact, and I've mentioned it before. Never was a child saved until he learned to obey. He learns to obedience to your parents. I don't care how religious he may be. I don't care what place he holds in his church. If he's never learned to obey his parents, he's not saved. And I tell you this, if your parents if your parents see no need in teaching the children, I would venture to say that they're not saved either. Oh, my, don't you understand what it is for an unruly child to come to your home and tear up everything you got, and they sit there and not say a word about it? I don't want that kind of company. If you can't make your child come stay behaved, then don't come. Same way it is in church. I don't think you ought to have to jump up and run outside with a child every time. No, you teach him. You won't have to do that. But listen, as long as the child rebels in his heart against the voice of authority in that home, he's in essence rebelling against the lordship of Christ. To talk to an individual rebelling against his parents about trusting Jesus for salvation is blasphemy, my friend. 
Now, let me make that statement again. To talk to an individual in rebellion against his parents about turning to Christ for salvation, that's, that's blasphemy. To say that that child is saved who's never learned obedience, it's just nonsense. Now, I want to go back now and look at another verse. They'll lay on your heart. These verses in Timothy, 2 Timothy 3. And I want you to go real slowly here. We've got plenty of time. We're not in a hurry. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Now the Apostle Paul is laying down what's going to take place in the last days. And we're there today, my friend. We're right there today. I know I speak on this quite often. We're not talking about perilous times with the stock market and the economy uh, bottoming out. We're not talking about that. Apostle Paul, he was writing to the church. He wasn't writing to the world. In the days, those days, perilous times will come. We're living in those times now. And you say, how so, Trailblazer? Well, look at our, look at our homes. A lot of them, the dad has uh, abdicated his voice of authority. He don't trust the Lord. He's not saved. The mother is uh, in rebellion against him if he tries to discipline her and all. And then the children do what they want to do. That's perilous times, my friend. Perilous times. We're living in those perilous times. And you talk about a, you're talking about a mess. We, we see these children coming up now. And they, they're going to be our leaders one of these days, not too long off. They're going to be our, our elected officials. And if you never come to know the Lord, what kind of a mess is that going to be? Now, let me read that verse again before we have to leave. In 2 Timothy, you go read it, three, chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. This know also, Apostle Paul speaking here, Timothy, this know also that in the last days, that's where we are today, my friend, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Isn't that what we have today? Covetous. Isn't that what we have today? Men rob God. Boasters. Isn't that what we are today? Proud. Don't you hate the proud flesh, my friend? Disobedient to parents. It's the prevailing sin of this day. Is disobedient to parents. Now, I know I've been there, and I see it. And I love young people. I just love them to mind. I do. I love to have young people around me. And uh, I just want them to mind. I just want them to behave. And my grandchildren, they, they had to behave. When they come to see me, they had to behave. And I never did have one of them that uh, I had to discipline at all. No, I disciplined my children, but not my grandchildren. They just know. They knew. Their mom and daddy brought them to know and to respect the elderly people. And uh, everybody, respect everybody. But my friend, you can't wait, as I said, till they're 12 years old. You got to start when they're three and four and five years old, and you got to have a little keen switch over there. Oh, you're not gonna whip my child! I'll tell you, Brother Shelton told us one time that when his children were growing up, one of them disobeyed him, and he went out in the yard and got him a keen switch and was giving her one of his girls. He was giving her a little keen switch on her legs, and his wife come running in that living room where he's at and screaming and hollering, "No, you can't whip her! You can't whip you!" He said she just went plumb silly. And he just turned the child loose, caught her by the hand, give her a few little licks on them legs with herself, with her, for herself. And she went on back in the bedroom and never did let that happen again. Somehow or another, we have to take charge of our hearts and our lives and our homes. And that's what I'm asking you to do. Take charge of your life. Your children will never be saved if they don't mind you. 
Some of them's gone. You say, well, then what's the use? But, well, you can pray for them. You can pray for them. I told someone the other day, maybe you can't talk to them, but you can talk to the Lord about them. You can bring them to the throne of God's grace. So let's go back to and raise, start our homes back again. Young people, you're raising your children, got small babies, bring them up. And then uh, remember, the old trailblazer loves you, and uh, these messages are all on CD. I wish you'd get them, give them to your grandchildren, your children. And remember my mailing address, post office box, 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye, and God bless you.